Bro, I wasn't going to speak on it, but yeah. I mean, I have no choice. When I say I really, like, I birthed some of you, I really mean that shit. Like, I need Father's Day gifts, bro. Like, I'm fuck the group owners. Fuck all the brick groups that got birthed from me. I got respect, you know? People trying to get their money. All right, good for you. But what really blows me away is some of these little kids. Like, I really birthed some of you. The Sock Jig Sneaker Podcast was secretly a sneaker boomer this whole time. Welcome to episode 4 of the Sock Jig Sneaker Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I am your host, Sock Jig. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Sock Jig. And yes, I am a sneaker boomer. Well, sort of. Um, you know, I never really mentioned my age before, and you know, one day somebody asked me on Twitter, so I was like, "Sure, let's let's do a poll to see how old you think I am." Uh, as I mentioned on Twitter, I am forty-two years old, and you know, I never really mentioned before because I didn't really feel I need needed to. I'm not ashamed of how old I am, or I never really pretended to be young either. I mean, I've made tons of dated references all the time. You think anyone watches season three of Simpsons these days? I don't think so. Well, maybe. Anyways, like I said, I never really lied about it and never pretended to be someone I'm not. You know, the, the main reason I think people follow me is because I am authentic and I am independent. You know, I'm not really affiliated with anybody. Um, and I say sneaker boomer, sort of, just because that term is usually associated with people with awful takes. The, you know, the, the back-in-my-day takes. But... I think the the term sneaker boomer is funny, so I'm totally fine. Uh, I'm totally accepting of it, because uh, a lot of the sneaker boomers, the you know the real sneaker boomers, they they get jaded over time because they you know they get less free time, they they have less free time to dedicate to sneakers, and you know and most of all, just sneakers just become harder and harder to get for them. I've had the good fortune of working the type of job where I'm on a computer all day anyway, so I have Slack open for my work, so. Having a monitor all day right next to my work slack was like no big deal to me. So it, it just kind of went hand in hand. You know, if I worked as a plumber or something, I'd probably be jaded as well. Because how, how can you catch a restock when you're, you know, your phone's in your pocket six hours in a row? But, it, you know, most of all, it goes with your personality. If, if you're not the type to be jaded, then you won't get jaded. You know, you, you could be that plumber who only checks sneakers on the weekends and hits and is into it on Facebook. And then Monday to Friday, you're you're working normally. That's totally fine. There's room, you know, there's room for everyone. You know, my sneaker origin story is not that different than a lot of people. You know, same thing where I saw Michael Jordan play. You know, I wanted to be like Mike. Uh, you know, I saw those dunk contests, but, you know, you, you couldn't afford that kind of stuff back in the day. You know, I have an older brother, and oftentimes he would usually get those pairs first, and you know, the older sibling is usually the one responsible for y- you getting into it. And like I said, it's no, mine is no different. And I also took like long breaks. I, I didn't, I didn't really start collecting again until 2010. And even before that, I wouldn't really call it collecting. Well, you know, I took a long break because I wanted to buy a house and, you know, buying a house is a big deal. So there was a big gap where I missed a lot of the nice Air Maxes, for example, like the first Atmos. 
uh, elephant drops and all those cherry woods and stuff like that. You know, I was completely out of it back then. But even before that, it was usually like we would just buy them and we would wear them. And once they were worn and trashed, we would toss them. It was not like I got to put them in the box and keep these forever. You know, some people had that foresight and people, some people were collectors and you can, they're considered OGs and that's totally fine. You know, the other thing was I never really got into SBs either uh, in, in 2003 or so because I just didn't like lineups. And, and there were lineups everywhere. That's the only thing. And the other thing was, I'm size 12, but in SB, sometimes size 13 is more comfortable. And size 13 was like impossible to get. It, the size only went up to 12. So one, I'd have to stand in line like all night. That's not my thing. And two, they wouldn't even have my size. So forget it. I just never got into it. You know, I always appreciated the SBs back then. I liked some of the stories that, that they told. and But back then, it was just too much work for me to get, so I didn't bother. But now, it's actually, it you know, it is pretty hard even these days, but it's easier than lining up all night for, at a skate shop. You know, that's the other thing is I've never really done any gatekeeping about this kind of stuff. You know, not that I can for SBs, but, you know, for Jordans or Air Maxes or, and stuff like that, certainly. For some, most of these collabs, or even like, say, the Travis SB or something like that, the entire point is to showcase that shoe to a new generation. I mean, look at, at Joe Fresh Goods and his 992 New Balance. You see him tweeting all the time, people saying to him, you know, I never really wore New Balance before or even considered it before, but now, you know, these are awesome. I'm buying pairs. That's a successful collab. That's the whole point of this thing, so... You know, you're allowed to be into something that you weren't into before. And, you know, that's something I believe, but real sneaker boomers are going to say what they believe. You know, they're going to say it sucks. And being older is probably the other reason why I never really scaled up and got into botting. Not because I don't have the technical chops, because I definitely do. Um, it's just because it's time reasons. I don't have time to uh, have... 80 boxes show up at my front door and that kind of stuff, right? I, I can have 10 boxes show up in front of my door. That's the scale that I'm comfortable with. But I can't do 80 and hundreds and, you know, have this big flex shot in front of my garage. But I respect the hustle of the youth that do do that, right? That have, you know, the support of their parents and stuff that do do that. You know, I have some friends that are younger, way younger, and I've learned a lot from them. Some of them are super smart and you know, and inspiring even. And, you know, that might be a theme you hear me talk about throughout future episodes of this podcast is, is, you know, take what you can, learn what you can from people, no matter how old they are. You know, but I sincerely hope all of you can grow old and be into sneakers or whatever it is that you really like, enjoy. So there's, there's no end date for those kind of things. If you're 21 now and you're thinking, you know, you're just going to be wearing dress shoes and stuff when you're 40, maybe you should just be wearing dress shoes right now. Or if you're only ever into sneakers because of resale and now you've moved on to, you know, Pokemon or sports cards or whatever because there's more, you know, profit there. Or you're just going to move on to something bigger that you think is bigger like real estate or stock market or whatever. That's totally fine. See ya. You know, I, but hopefully that means that sneaker draws and shit like that is easier for the rest of us. So I, I fully embrace being a sneaker boomer even, you know, if, even if I don't have awful takes. Uh, you can make fun of me if you want, you know, but warning, I've ethered many before and you won't be any different. So, but really, you know, I'm 
proof that you can grow old and still be into sneakers and have fun with it. You know, use me as a beacon if that's what you want. I don't know what that means, but go ahead. But first up, the sneaker guy of the week. The sneaker guy of the week this week is the guy who gets your visa bill, sees how high it is, and immediately starts looking for something to quick sell on StockX. You see the total and you're like, who did this fam? And basically, if you stop to look around, you you notice that you turn yourself into the WikiHow meme guy who's pointing at the mirror and, and realizes, yes, you did this. You know, in the back of your head, you hear Uncle Leo's voice. You know, you can't afford that. You're on a very fixed income. You know, and then you start looking, you start immediately, you start thinking about the two or three shoes that you know that you can list right away. And those are the ones you go to and you list those right away. But, you know, this bill, this bill is a little bit higher than you thought. So you start looking through your inventory or, you know, if you're a normal person, you start looking at uh, your personals and, you know, you don't want to pick anything good. Like I said last time, don't sell anything good. You'll regret it. You got to pick something that sells fast. Yeezy sells fast and Air Jordan 1 sell fast. But Air Jordan 1s are good. So sell easy. You know, the Yeezys release every week. What are you going to miss? Can you honestly tell me what the difference is between Yesheya and Flax or something? You know, which one's lighter, which one's darker? Who knows? Why did you buy it? Get rid of it. So once you've picked the shoes that you need to get rid of, you don't want to take a bid because, you know, you're built different. So you overcut and hope it sells overnight. But when you wake up to no sale confirmations, you got to formulate a new plan. You know, the new plan is to basically match the lowest ask uh, and hope for the best. You know, let that guy go first. You can be second. If after all that, you still didn't get a sale confirmation, you know, the last ditch effort is to undercut. And of course, you might get into this whole undercut war and where you have to like, you know, chill out a bit and just match for a while. And then you got to formulate a new plan. It's like, all right, my new plan. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night. I'm going to undercut then. I don't know, wake up to a sale confirmation. You know, I'm not saying this has worked for me, but okay, it has worked for me. <laughs> so uh, if you, once you wake up to that sale confirmations, congratulations, you just made $30 profit, you know, fucking nine to five. So if you get a visa bill and you immediately start looking for something to quick sell on StockX, then you are the sneaker guy of the week. It's me. I'm the sneaker guy of the week. On feet today, I had the Sakai LD Waffle, the the first pair, the blue-red pair. Um, I've only really worn the shoe maybe two or three times, and I actually paid resale for it. Uh, Back after it first released, I think I paid like $350 US for it. Uh, I think it sells for like $750 now. Um, The shoe's, you know, it's one of those shoes where it looks really nice, but it's got some issues, so... Uh, I know a few people who have worn it a few times and just kind of wish they never had and just sold it or just held on to it and then sold it. Uh, you know, some of the issues are it, the, the back heel gets really dirty, especially when you're going to drive. Um, and, you know, the double layer thing feels kind of wobbly on feet. But, you know, the shoe looks, like I said, looks super nice and it's really good for short wears. I've already, like, if I had a dead stock, I probably would have just kept it in the vault kind of thing as something to sell later on. But, you know, my, like I said, my thing is always don't sell good shoes. So I have the green pair too. I think I paid even less for those, maybe 275 And I'm not sure. I didn't check what those are at now, but 
they're probably still high. I think I have the black pair too, but not the white pair of the second release. But overall, it's a good shoe. It's a good summer shoe. I haven't worn it that much, but I decided to uh, bust it out today and it looks it looks pretty nice. For pickups this week, I picked up the Amy Leon Dor and New Balance 5550, the, the green one. I actually got this in the, the first raffle that they did. They do a couple raffles. I got it in the, the VIP one, I guess. But I, I want to talk about this one a little bit later. So um, I'll talk about this in the release section. So I got the green pair there. I only went after the one. Uh, I also won the raffle for the Casablanca 327, the, the black and pink pair. Uh, these these took a while for me to, I got the email that I won the raffle and then it was basically like nothing for a while. Uh, and then they finally sent you a, a link to kind of uh, complete your purchase. I don't have these in hand yet. They're shipped to my uh, address in the US. But overall, the you know, the, the Casablanca, the earlier two pairs that they did are probably the nicer 327, but... Overall, I think the 327 is a bit overrated. It's a little too thin under the arch of your foot as well, too, and yeah, but it's all right. I'll have to see what it's like in hand. I also picked up the FTP times clear weather all over skateboarding shoe. You know, I FTP is a cool brand. I really like like how Zach runs this operation. You know, it's a very independent brand. Um, he kind of does runs the show with you know. The people that he wants to surround himself with uh, and that kind of stuff I, I look up to and I, I really appreciate when people do that kind of stuff you know I'm not I'm not a guy who skated I've never <laughs> skated but I always like skate shoes uh, even if I you know wasn't into SBs and stuff back in the day but uh, one thing I always like about uh, skate shoes is the, the the extra ankle support on especially on some of the mid ones like the the Taishan shoe um, the, you know this I think this one might flip but I'll, I'll probably keep it. I, I I like these Oliver prints kind of thing. It it has that um, a fear of God kind of vibe to it, you know. And to me, FTP stands for File Transfer Protocol, not fuck the population. So you know, you got to support the old uh, internet protocols. For releases, first I want to talk about this Easy Quantum Teal Blue. You know, I think this is one of the worst releases of the year. It, it's like completely unnecessary. Uh, it's still probably even in stock in some places in smaller sizes. Um, this is, The Quantum Shoe only really looks good in the OG colorway. And I hope they've kind of realized that now. You know, the problem is when Kanye first debuted that shoe in Chicago and he was, you know, he's on that, the lamppost or by the, the Jordan uh, statue and you could see the 3M and everything. You know, everyone was like going nuts for the shoe and... And when they were in Chicago in February with their little mini tanks dropping it, you know, people were taking the the fear of God canary shoes off their feet, allegedly, <laughs> and uh, um, for, for these shoes, uh, you know, but now, uh, now they're basically, you know, they, I think the the OG colorway flips a bit, the, the barium one doesn't at all. But what, what they should do, they should make this shoe special. They should, you know, limit it to a few colorways. And not have these kind of blue ones and these barium ones. But the problem is a lot of these shoes are probably already in production and on the way. And so they can't really adjust now. Maybe you'll see the adjustments to this 
in a few months or next year, next summer maybe, but they can't really do anything about it now. So I expect more shitty colorways to come. I also wanted to talk about the Supreme box logo long sleeve that released this week. You know, people always go all out for the box logos and, you know, for good reason. I personally didn't try for it. I basically just asked a friend to run a slot for me. If he hits, he hits. Uh, if he doesn't, no big deal. He didn't. Uh, who cares? I wasn't going to wear it anyways. But what I wanted to say about this uh, was if you hit and you hit multiples, usually the best way to go is to basically sell now early on while you can um, or basically just hold forever, you know, or obviously just wear it. So if you're holding, just know that there's going to be lots of other people holding. And so you're going to be probably holding for a while. If you look at some of the recent box logo releases, a lot of them have basically stayed the same. Like the bandana box logo has the, both the hoodie and the tee have basically stayed the same. So if you're holding on to those from like last year, you're probably still going to be holding on to them till next year. And if you actually look at the other one, uh, the counter is the the Murakami, the, the COVID relief box logo. That one has gone way down since first week release. And basically, the people that were holding it probably just given up. You know, <laughs> maybe they got a high visa bill and started looking around and became the, the sneaker guy of the week. And finally, I want to talk about the Amy Leon Dor 550 New Balance basketball shoe that also released this week. I, you know, I, I might mispronounce their name a couple times, so I'll just say ALD. Um, so they had basically a raffle. They had a, two types of raffles. They first they had a VIP raffle, where if you buy a lot of uh, stuff from them, you have a purchase history, they will send you the VIP link. Uh, and the difference is the VIP one lets you enter for all the colorways, whereas the regular one, it's only one entry. Um, and so, you know, I got the VIP one. I actually only entered one. I just wanted the green one. I, I wasn't actually, you know, to, to confess to you, I didn't actually read it properly. I didn't read the fine print. And that's what I want to talk about here is if you get these ALD emails, you should read the fine print because the fine print here said you could enter one per color. And I read that as you can only enter it once. So that's a good segue for the ELD 1300 that they actually released uh, a few weeks back. Actually, maybe it's a few months back. People didn't read the email for there. The email for it said, you know, the ALD New Balance 1300 is now available for advanced reservation ahead of its public spring summer 2021 release. And my email said, as a top tier customer, you will receive special access to reserve both colorways of the collaboration footwear. So it was that part that where it said spring summer 2021 release where no one read um and i guess people didn't realize that this is a pre-order you know actually i didn't even realize it either so um but what was funny was i've seen a few people uh in the last few weeks you know get really mad about this shoe that you know why are they holding my money it's crazy and you know the people who are mad are basically you know just trying to resell it and now that it was a pre-order and everyone hit you know, which means most likely it'll be a brick and it'll just take even longer for them to get their money back. But if you were a New Balance head and you, or, a, you know, a big fan of ALD and you had missed their previous collabs, like, you know, the, the 997 and the 990 uh, V5 stuff that they did, that was, those are really hard to get. Then if you tried for these and you, you got them, you're probably super happy that you got them because you scared a collab shoe super easily. You know, so people are begging for, you know, the Nike Kobe shoes to be a pre-order. 
But when uh, a company does do a pre-order, people are like, fuck, it's going to be a brick. I can't get my money back. So read the fine print. But back to this uh, 550 uh, release, the regular drop was this previous Friday and they dropped probably, I don't know, maybe like five, 10 pairs per size, per color. It wasn't really that many, but what was interesting is they didn't have any bot protection. And the, they've usually in the past had bot protection is I thought it was really noteworthy that they didn't this time. There's a few reasons why I think they didn't have it. And, you know, the obvious one is that it's probably just a mistake. When, when you're setting it up, you, you could set, you know, uh, PM instead of AM as a time for it to turn on because the bot protection is not always on, you know, or my other theory is brands like this will do what they think fits the brand. So if they figured that, you know, we went through a lot of effort for the raffle to making sure that real people got these shoes, then for the real release, let's just ensure a quick sell by letting the bots clean up. Because if regular people hit, then most likely they're going to wear it. And then if the real public release went to mostly bots, then they're going to actually protect the price by selling it high. And New Balance has already shown, in the, as mentioned in the previous episodes, that they watch the resale price really closely. So, you know, it's win-win for them, oh, you know, allegedly. I'm not saying that this would happen. It could have been as simple as, you know, like I said, uh, AM, PM mistake. You set the alarm wrong. But brands have proven before in the past that they'll do what they think fits their brand. And if that means bots get pairs, then bots get pairs. What's funny is Adidas releases these kind of uh, archive shoes all the time and people usually don't give a shit. But when uh, New Balance and ALD come up with one, it's like, must cop. I'll pay $500 for that. I also wanted to talk about a couple of the, the sneakers stash uh, for the union and a couple of the uh, sneaker shock drops that happened this past week. We saw one uh, a sneaker stash for unions. Uh, in the LA area and you know the same day there were a couple of sneaker shock drops as well uh, the, the first one was for Toro 14s uh, I think metallic fours and a, a couple of the other AJ5 GRs uh, and later in the day there was another one for uh, court purple I think the code Japan ones uh, and even uh, today I saw the the media day LeBrons were uh, shock dropped as well so uh, what's interesting about this is I'm in a few groups, so I, I started hearing chatter about the Union stash like earlier in the morning. I actually heard something that about it may possibly be releasing last week, um, but then it was canceled. And um, uh, just a reminder, the stash is when you have to be in the area uh, of a, a certain coordinate. And this one was in LA. And since there's COVID, m- most likely they wouldn't have the extra Bluetooth check that they have uh, placed sometimes. So most likely you could spoof if you if you know how if you have an Android or an app called iTools or you know, on a Mac you can use uh, Xcode. Um, so I had heard about it. I have Xcode and I fired it up because I heard about it early to get ready, um, but it was out of date. And sometimes these updates for Xcode take you know, it can take twenty minutes. So you know it knocked me out of the game. And for the Union Stash, I had heard a couple locations that might have been possible. One was a, some a barber shop on Crenshaw and Slauson, I think. And and I also even heard possibly at a marathon clothing at a Nipsey Hussle's uh, a place. 
So how did I hear about this before? You know, most people probably did. Again, like I said, I'm in I'm in a few groups, and so most likely it went from one group to another and another, and then I started seeing announcements in uh, from Discord or Slack saying uh, talking about a possible stash or a possible shock drop. So just consider this all my opinion. Everything I'm talking about here, I have no real idea where it's coming from or which group it is the originator. You know, my theory is most likely one of these groups is probably paying someone off for tips. I can't prove that. So allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I don't really talk about this kind of stuff uh, on Twitter. I have no interest in becoming like um, Soul Links or uh, like a leaker account. Those people are out there. They can get their cloud if they want. But something like, like this sneaker stash, like a big sneaker stash like that, can leak out and it filters out everywhere. And that's kind of accepted that something like that will leak. Like I said, I heard it from multiple groups. Other times, a group could have an exclusive, like like I said, maybe from a paid tip, or maybe from like an in-store from a floor, uh, Florida, <laughs> a Foot Locker manager. So sometimes when, say they have an info about a restock, uh, say let's just say an in-store restock, um, they could either release like the list of the shoes that these are the shoes they're going to release. Um, but what's happening is all these owners are because they're, could be a paranoid about leaks, they might put in like a fake one. A lot of the other times you see in uh, some groups have really good monitors and, um, you know, their monitor pings first for Nike or say uh, something that's hard to monitor like uh, sneakers and stuff. And they could add tags in there, like in the query uh, parameters for the URL that, that identifies their group that it came from here. So when another group copy pastes that in there, you can see you know, this came from uh, AM Notify or Shoeplex or something like that. So when something like that leaks, you know, you, you'll often see some drama. Um, usually, the you know, obviously the original group is angry because, uh, you know, one, they got a mole. Someone is leaking from the group when they shouldn't be. And two, someone may be benefiting from something that you paid for. Like, say, if you paid for these uh, in-store tips or uh, online where you know something's going to restock and no one else does. You know, ironically, oftentimes the original group only hears about leaks when someone leaks back to them. So um, yeah, some may even have a bounty program uh, for this. So if, if you see another group leaking our stuff and you show us proof, we'll give you a free month. But from what I've seen, basically all groups leak. Okay, maybe 95% of them leak. You know, the game is the game, as a, a sock once said. Um, you know, some big group has a kith plug and they get early links and those early links filter out to every single group. You know, I, I don't think every single group has a kith plug. One of these ones, maybe shoot, like I said, again, maybe AM Notify or Shoeplex. I'm just using them as a generic big group. You know, I've even seen sometimes those kith early links make it to the timeline when, um, when there's a big drop, like the kith coke stuff or something like that. This used to be a bigger deal back in uh, in 2018, just a couple of years ago. Not as much these days. You don't see as much uh, call-outs or this group stole our link, that kind of stuff. But you still see it occasionally. And, you know, to leakers, if you're going to leak, j just summarize it. and Don't just copy-paste a link. If you see some, look for the URL, see if they've tagged it or anything like that. You know, avoid getting called out on Twitter or Google Doc or whatever. And if you're a group owner, you know, I get it. It sucks. You got to do what you got to do and find the person who 
who who leaked, right? I assume you know other owners and you can try to find out who it is. You know, the last stop, I assume, is always the, the Twitter callout or the dreaded uh, Google Doc callout. But some of these groups that do, you know, go all out looking for a leaker, you know, I, some of them have, I know I've heard, I've seen screenshots of secret staff chat channels where only that's where the real cooks are shared, not with the regular paying members. Or, you know, they don't do as much when they see something racist in their own groups. So if you're going to do all this for leakers, keep the same energy for the racists. Hey, just a last second update here. I uh, recorded that whole last segment over the weekend. And um, as of uh, today on uh, Tuesday, as I'm editing this, there was some drama on the timeline with Brick Chat and Zelensky. And they were being called out for, you know, having a secret staff channel where that's where uh, the real cooks are posted and not into the, the main channel where the members who are paying $100 a month are. So, you know, I'm, I'm not in Brick Chat. I don't have anything against him or Zelensky. Um, I've heard this uh, secret staff stuff about multiple groups, so it, it wasn't particular to any one of them. But, you know, um, just be careful about what you guys pay for and uh, choose your groups wisely. So that's it for episode four. Thanks for tuning in. If you could leave a review on iTunes for me, that'd be great. Thank you. You know, next time I'll have a couple more announcements. Uh, you know, future socks, even the next uh, sneaker tournament that I'll do with the brackets, all coming up soon. But for now, thank you. See you next time. <laughs>